0: I like how you're whispering. Like a whisper.
1: This is a whisper
0: song. When you see my oh, when you see my own girl, when you see my oh. So I got a bunch of information. Sweet. Um, I know you know a lot.
1: And yeah, I know some stuff.
0: You know what? Uh, I'm ready whenever you are. Would you like a drink? Would you like water? Would you like anything? Would you like a... Uh, you good? You good? You good? All right, cool. Good, dude. All right, cool. So, what's happening. What's going on? You look good. We on? I mean, yeah, we're on. We're on. S- yeah, yeah. Yeah, we done been on. Thanks, son. For your whole whisper rabbit. Oh. Yeah hell yeah hell yeah it's gonna make the cut you don't have to whisper at all in fact i'd prefer you not whisper because it won't pick up on the microphone i'm not gonna i'm not gonna keep whispering all right cool i can i can
1: talk the talk man coolio
0: awesome i can talk i can talk all right well this is uh another episode of the history of podcast uh with your host, Gian, of course, as per usual, but not joined by Clint E. Clampson, joined by the sweet and lovely Dwa this week. What's going on, Hello. sweet Dwa? I'm
1: not Clint.
0: Yeah, you're not Clint. I'm, you know what, that's whatever. It'd be weird if you were. I'm like a little attracted to you, you know? That's yeah, weird. I mean... Not that I'm not attracted to Clint, it's, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's he's 2019. a great guy. He's a great guy. 2019. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I can be attracted to whatever I want.
1: Yeah, this is the world now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's how we get getting done.
0: Yeah. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day tomorrow.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I guess when this
0: episode will be released, it will be Martin Luther King Jr. Day.
1: Perhaps. MLK Day. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we got a good topic, I think, for MLK Day today. It's something uh, near and dear to my heart with you. Yeah. It's connected to you. Uh, a lot of people don't know. You and I are dating
1: mm-hmm. for
0: a while, and uh, our relationship began with um, uh, remnants of the Wu-Tang Clan. Yep. Yeah, so um, I'm proud to present an episode today that we want to do on the... Uh, The life and the history of Old Dirty Bastard, one of the most colorful characters in the rap community that has ever existed, one of the realest reels, one of the most 100 people that's ever been. This is the history of podcast. That means it looks like a dick. The history you always wanted to know, but never had the guts to ask. Did you know fidget spinners were a satanic object? No, I didn't. <laughs> that was the original celebrity death
1: match. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Do you remember that song? What's the song where he starts out? He's like, remember when we was kids, we used to go, uh, and he doesn't play yeah. he goes, Oh, I do. I do.
0: That's a, that's uh, a good <laughs> I don't um I love that song. Yeah. He I wrote am, that. He wrote that? He wrote he wrote All, that, whole, that thing. whole thing. That whole thing that part in the beginning. Totally by himself. It's, t- it's fantastic. That's the best part of the song realistically. <laughs> Absolutely. I love I love ODB. We love Method Man more or less. I think we 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 started with Method Man.
1: The song and then that gravitated. changed the song that changed my life was This Is for all my smokers
0: this is by method
1: man and red man for
0: all my smokers
1: game changer
0: oh my god yeah i love that fucking game changer um
1: but there was random odb songs on the radio yeah. when we were little i love
0: old dirty bastard i think Get he's a fun
1: superstar that is what you want
0: fantasy here yeah, with mariah Remix. Mm-hmm. We we'll um, get into, there's we'll get a little goss. You got a little goss? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, girl, I got a little bit of that goss. <laughs> sure. I got a little bit of that goss, you know, girl. We'll sip um, some tea, we'll talk ODB, maybe I'll spin a little rhyme. Yeah, maybe, maybe you get some, some uh, ATME bishop in here. I would love that, Adrian. I think our audience kind of comes for the podcast for your raps, realistically, more so than our history lessons. You think so? I 100% agree. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm totally, yeah.
1: I've never done it before, so I don't know how they would know, but that's great
0: I mean. Rumors, rumors spread pretty quick. Word of mouth is uh, the best way to get news about. So, absolutely. But let's uh, let's get into this, Maul. Let's get into the history of a young man named Russell Tyrone Jones. Wow. Yeah, um, Russell Tyrone Jones, also known as ODB, Asan Unique, Osiris, Dirt Nagirk, Big Baby Jesus, Dirt Dog, the Old Dirty Chinese Restaurant.
1: Big baby Jesus.
0: Yeah, big baby Jesus, and um, the old dirty Chinese restaurant had me confused because, like, <laughs> he had zero Chinese in his in his DNA, and I don't. I mean, whatever, whatever, you know.
1: But they loved martial arts. They
0: love martial arts movie. Yeah, we'll get into a little bit of Wu Tang as well. I want to go through all this joint, ma. Um, real quick, you know, Russell Jones, aka ODB, was born on November 15th, 68, seems like a really long time ago. Scorpio
1: and baby. Yeah, he's a Scorpio
0: yes. baby. Scorpio.
1: Oh oh, he's Scorpio Only He's mysterious.
0: <laughs> he is mysterious. <laughs> yeah, he's born in Fort Greene section of Brooklyn, New York, and he was cousins with, uh, two nerds named Robert Diggs and Gary Grace, who were these two guys. Uh, you hmm. know them today as the Rizza and the Jizza. Yeah, ODB was Rizz's and Jizz's cousins, and they all loved rap music, but rap music at the time was different. I feel like it was like, yeah, I bought a book, and then I brought it back to the library. That's to hip-hop. Up. Back in the day, in the early 60s, I feel like it was a little different, but you know, it, it music evolves. But they listened to that, and they loved martial arts movies. They loved, like, kung fu movies, Enter the Shaolin, um... Shaolin vs. the Wu-Tang Shaolin vs. the Wu-Tang 2 All these movies, fun fact, on Netflix right now It's pretty dope Um, They formed a a rap group early on Called Force of the Imperial Master Which is a very kind of RZA title and that seemed like a rizza jiza kinda like, oh my god, it's very Wu-Tang.
1: Force of the Imperial Master. Force
0: of the Imperial Master. It sounds like a magic card that you just played.
1: They should have um, never changed it.
0: They shouldn't have. Well, they changed it soon, because they had a hit song called All in Together Now. And then they named themselves All in Together Now. Because <laughs> nice. of the song. And then they started recruiting to the legendary super group, the Wu-Tang Clan, All Hail. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. they released their first studio album in 93, I believe the same year. ODB was actually convicted of uh, one of his earliest crimes. It was a second-degree assault for an attempted robbery. And then in 94, he was actually shot in the abdomen following an argument with another rapper. But we'll get into a little bit more of that. ODB's been shot a couple times. And guess what? Right. He doesn't brag about it. 50 Cent, get the strap. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Wasn't he shot in the back?
0: He was shot in the back before too. Yeah, absolutely. We were talking
1: about this yesterday. Not cool. Very frowned upon. Yeah,
0: yeah. So how how do your ODB knowledge is about as deep as mine, right? Like I learned a lot.
1: I watched a good documentary
0: yesterday. Yeah, we watched a good documentary about the old dirty bastard. It was um. It was eye opening. Eye opening. Yeah, I think that's the best way to put it. Age. It's whack. It's whack about. It's about family.
1: It was back. The documentary is old, right? I think from 2004 or something. Yeah,
0: VH1 days. VH1, because I had VH1 in the corner the whole time.
1: God, I miss VH1 mm-hmm. docs. So good. So much. So good. It was really good. They yeah. really got into it. We learned so much.
0: Yo, but um, so let's go into quick Wu-Tang. Adrian, I know you actually know a lot about Wu-Tang. I know a lot about Wu-Tang. Mm-hmm. They were the first uh, super group in rap ever assembled. They assembled early 90s. With RZA as sort of the de facto leader, but if you go into, if you ask Wu-Tang, there are no leaders. Yeah. There's no leader in the Wu-Tang Clan. They're all members of the Wu-Tang Clan. The RZA is the abbot, so he's like, hey, welcome to the Wu-Tang Clan. I am RZA. If you have questions, you can ask me.
1: That kind of makes you a leader. Uh,
0: Yeah, it does kind of make you a leader, I guess. But if you ask them, it'll be like, nah, there's no leader. We are the Wu-Tang Clan. There ain't no leader. Maybe some of us talk a little more than others. That's it, though. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, he was originally the group's leader, kind of, their producer. He made some hot beats and shit.
1: He still does.
0: Oh, yeah, man. What he made... was
1: that movie soundtrack that he did? The involved?
0: Man with the Iron Fists. Yeah. The movie was okay. The movie was all right. He wrote it, too, I believe, The RZA.
1: No, isn't that a Quentin Tarantino
0: movie? Oh, did Quentin Tarantino direct it? I'm pretty sure Rizzo wrote it, though. That's why it wasn't, like, amazing. Because it, uh, it was, like, Quentin Tarantino, I mean, he makes really, really, really good movies, so you'd be like, "Oh, yeah. Men with the Iron Fist is sick. Yeah, like, I yeah. don't
1: remember much of, yeah. It, like, it was very, for, it was
0: moderately forgetful. It was a a, a martial arts movie. Um uh, but yeah, I love Man with the Iron Fist. It was okay. It was a good martial arts movie if you watch it one time. Anyways, um, so Method Man was one of the earliest members to join the RZA yes. in 1990 after hearing a tape RZA produced under the name Prince Rakim. This is a quote from my man, Method Man. Hey, yo. There'd be RZA and his brother Devin on the decks when I came in the building. It was in his mom's house. Rizza was cutting, Devin go off on the light, then Riza go cut on the light, Devin be cutting, and then he go cut off the light. So I assumed they were flipping like the lights on and off the whole time (laughs) when Method Man was coming down. So he either had a seizure or he was just like, oh man, the lights are on and the lights are off. So he was bawling for his like electric bill or something. I don't know what was going on with that. (laughs) <laughs>
1: nice Yeah
0: They were doing wild shit And Old Dirty Bastard was there And he'd echo every rhyme of the riv- Rizzas while beatboxing Cause that was the style then That was the beginning of the Wu-Tang Clan uh, The members of the Wu-Tang The Rizza The Jizza The Old Dirty Bastard Method Man Raekwon Ghostface Killer Inspector Deck You God And Master Killer uh, in 2007, longtime collaborator Cappadonna became an official member.
1: Oh, really? I thought he was just a killer bee.
0: Right? I thought he was a killer bee, too. But, again, that was something I learned yesterday while researching uh, ODB, that uh, Cappadonna was actually inducted into the Wu-Tang Clan when I was, like, a sophomore or junior in high school. Like, 07.
1: I, w- I wonder what the induction's like.
0: Oh, my God. You pro- I wonder how many of the chambers you have Do you have to make it through all 36 chambers? Yeah. Or do you just have to, like... Like smash a rock in half, or like <laughs> beat some beat ten kilo bees in a freestyle battle. Uh-huh. I don't know the the induction ceremony. I bet it involves a lot of that chronic and a lot of that um, a lot of that sweet juice. Yeah, a lot of some of, some of that sweet scissor. Um,
1: it's probably so stupid.
0: So where did the name Wu Tang come from? RZA, and old dirty bastard, came up with the name after uh, the movie Shaolin and Wu Tang. The debut album loosely adopted a Shaolin vs. Wu-Tang theme, dividing the album into Shaolin sections and Wu-Tang sections. Nice. So the group developed acronyms for the name, as hip-hop pioneers such as KRS-One and Big Daddy Kane did with their names, including, we usually take all N-Words garments, witty, unpredictable, talent and natural game, and wisdom of the universe, and the truth of Allah for the nation and gods. How heavy is that shit? Who said that? This was, um, backronyms for name, for the name. The group developed backronyms. Got you. As the name, okay.
1: Love KRS1. Yeah,
0: like KRS1.
1: I forgot about him.
0: I know. You know, uh, he's not my. He, he's. I'm not huge into KRS1. I, I liked a few of his jams, right? But he never liked.
1: Yes, yes, yo, you don't stop. He didn't stop. St- <laughs> KRS1, pop off.
0: Yeah, he wasn't as hype for me as the Method Man, though. I feel like nah. Method Man really adrian you've touched method man's penis before right true story true story i don't know if i'm allowed to say that i don't know if you don't want me that's an edit if you want
1: no i touched red man's penis too
0: whoa yeah crazy over the pants over the pants hand job
1: it was was over the pants they were cool with it Mm -hmm. you know
0: i touched those shoes they
1: were on stage i took advantage of them
0: yeah in 2019
1: do you think i molested them
0: Yeah, that's legally molesting (laughs) Unless they were like, no, I didn't want that. I don't think Redman would turn you down. I don't think Method Man would turn you down. I saw him give you (laughs) eyes in the crowd.
1: I was given, I would have been given a lot more than eyes if I could. Yeah, I bet. Let's just (laughs) tell you that right now. (laughs) Great concert. Great
0: concert. Fun fact. Yeah.
1: I wanted to bring this up. Yeah. Our first, I don't know if it was our first date or our first concert that we ever went to. I think it was our
0: first concert we ever went to together. It was
1: in 2009, so it was 10 years ago. Yeah. And it was the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah,
0: it was seeing, uh, and that's where we actually saw Young Dirty Bastard.
1: Is that his kid?
0: That's one of his many kids. Old Dirty Bastard had a... Like, so many bastards.
1: I think he has 13 kids, right?
0: 13, uh, when the documentary aired in 2000, yeah, when we watched that documentary, he did say, I have 13 kids, yeah.
1: And he straight up said, I love three of my kids. <laughs> oh, uh, you know what? Four. <laughs> <laughs> no bullshit.
0: Yo, they gave, when he got out of jail for the first time, um, I think uh, somebody in Wu-Tang Clan gave him a comical barrel, sa- it was like an utz- pretzel barrel it was like a big oots. Pretzel, oots pretzel barrel of like uh condoms and when he gave them to me he's like what the fuck are these because <laughs> he never used condoms he had 13 kids
1: i thought it was Uts? Utz. Utz sounds really Utz
0: sounds german Ooh. <laughs> um so old dirty bastard was actually the second of the wu-tang clan to release a solo album the first being John John Blazini, Blazini, a.k.a. The Method Man. Should I try that again? John John Blazini, a.k.a. The Method Man.
1: John John Blazini. Yeah.
0: So, Old Dirty Bastard solo career started March 28th, 95. First solo album, Return to the 36 Chambers. The Dirty version. All right? Nice. This spawned the hit. Brooklyn Zoo and Shimmy Shimmy Ya, ah, which are like two of his most famous songs. Yeah, you know they're very nineties like rap songs, like kind of silly rap songs. I
1: think Brooklyn Zoo is the song where he starts with. Oh, oh is it? Yeah. It might be. I could be wrong. Or um,
0: ah, oh, hang on. Shimmy well, ya,
1: shimmy, ah, shimmy yeah, shimmy yeah.
0: Give, give me, me the mic
1: and I'ma take it away.
0: Yeah, yo. So th- this album went platinum, actually. Good yeah, for him. Yeah, his first <laughs> album went platinum, and the album's sound was noted by several music writers as being raw and gritty as 36 chambers was with RZA and fourth disciple producing beats on an even more minimalist and stripped down style than the group's debut album um in the same year odb collaborated with mariah carey for the fantasy remix uh sidebar fantasy remix give me one second so old dirty bastard style was raw and gritty some people some people i find the wu-tang clan style much too raw and gritty um when he did Fantasy Remix, um, he it was offered to him by Mariah Carey. Because he, again, with the debut album, Wu-Tang Clan was huge. Mariah, at the height of her popularity and sexuality, right? This yeah. is when Mariah Carey, before she was crazy. Yeah. And she was like quiche and like, you know, everybody in the 80s was going nuts for her. So... First of all, ODB wants 15 grand to record his part. Alright? At the time, that is a shit ton of money. But it's like, for Mariah Carey, that's FU money. Alright? So she don't care. She's like, boom, send him in the studio. Alright? They're like, absolutely come over this day, anytime, you know, in the daytime, please. He shows up ten thirty at night, drunk, and he's on a phone with this girl, screaming how he's gonna come kill her. He's gonna kick her ass, and then he'd be like, and they'd be like, "Fuck you, bitch! I'm coming! I'm, I'm gonna fucking kill you!" And they'd be like, "I love you, I love you, girl. I'm sorry, I don't mean that." And he did this for an hour till about eleven thirty, almost midnight. He came out and he's like, "Yo, pardon me. This bitch is driving me crazy. I need some Moai in Newport's before we get to this record." <laughs> and the gentleman working said, "Sir, it's twelve thirty at night now. I, I don't know where we're going to get Moai. Moai, I believe, is a champagne." Yeah. So he started freaking out ODB, calling everybody white devil. He said, You white devils, y'all want black people to have shit. And this went on for another hour. And the only thing they could find were some Heineken's. He was so upset he threw a bottle on the floor. And you know what? Good for him. Good for him. I'm proud. That's that's my America. Alright? Mariah had been calling every hour on the hour, wanting to hear something on the phone. She was like, hey, let me hear anything he's got. Uh, at that point, he got one line in. And if you've listened to the song Fantasy Remix, you know this line. It's like the only line you really hear would be kind of say, Me and Mariah go back like babies with pacifiers. And then he stopped and he was like, yo, I need to take a break. And he went to sleep for 45 minutes. And he woke up and was like, yo, let me hear what I did so far.
1: He was overworked. He was tired. He was tired,
0: man. So he played the one line. He sang a few more lines, and he went to sleep for another hour. He did that, like, several, like, three different times. And he was like, y'all better have your shit set and record it right, because I'm not doing it twice. (laughs) Because he couldn't, because it was right off the top of the dome, man. So we stayed in the studio. They finished it. And, um... Lyrical genius. So they sent it to Mariah, (laughs) and Mariah's manager, and they're like, we love it, but we want him to say you know, do a line for every city because he says, New York in the house and like, yo, do a line for every city. ODB calls back, he's like, all right, you want me to say every city? I want another $15,000. They're like, oh, okay. And Mariah's like, pay them in because she's got Mariah F.U. money.
1: Lyrical genius and a business mogul.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he comes in, he does that bullshit again. He eats, he's smoking, he's drinking. He says all these stupid city names, okay? Week later, they're like, we got to shoot this video. This motherfucker's like, oh, God, I can't believe this dude wants another 15 grand. He wants another 15 grand to do the video. No problem. They were like, fine, whatever. So they send a limo. He drinks everything he can in the limo. He gets out, and he goes right into his trailer. They're like, yo, you want some clothes? He goes, nah, this is hip-hop. I'm going to do it with some jeans and some tins, which is awesome. Yo, so he goes back to sleep. They go get, get him for a scene. He's like, how am I supposed to do this shit with no clothes? They're like, motherfucker, are you kidding me? Jesus. They give him a corporate credit card. He disappears. He's buying Louis Vuitton luggage and shit. Oh, my God. On the like, corporate credit Yeah, he's like, I'm using it for a scene. Shut up, nerd. <laughs> he does a scene. He puts on the jeans and Tim's and says, I'm not wearing a shirt. I don't need no clothes. <laughs> they were like, dude, are you kidding me? And then he's like, I got an idea. This clown in the video with me, tie him up behind me. <laughs> And I'd be drinking all day. And he drank like two bottles of peach schnapps. Because him Mar- Mariah turned him on to peach schnapps. Oh, so man. it was a wild day.
1: Oh, man. Yo,
0: my man, I love him. He is such a cool dude.
1: A day in the life.
0: Yeah, just, yeah, hell yeah. Thank you. This episode of History Of is brought to you by... Hi. I'm Andrew Pickerton. I want to tell you about my new book coming out. People and working in buildings. People don't like working. People don't like going to work in buildings. Because buildings are not people. People are not buildings either. People are composed of organs, skin, hair, while buildings are made of mostly stones, bricks, windows. People are not like buildings. One thing buildings will not have is arms or legs or organs. People seem to have most of these items. That's an easy way to tell the difference between people and buildings. If you see a building with arms or legs, chances are this is people, not buildings. These are all chapters covered in my book, The Differences Between People and Buildings, coming out this summer. Don't forget to pick up your copy, where I cover even greater chapters, such as Windows or Eyeballs, The Difference Between the Two, and People with Organs versus People Without Organs. Do buildings have organs? The answer, you will find in my book, it is now. So pick up your copy of my book today. People and no- buildings are not the same thing. So, yeah, it was around this time ODP got, like, was gaining notoriety. Am I saying that? He was getting pretty notorious. You nailed it. So uh, he was being profiled for an MTV bio when he took two of his seven children by limousine to a New York State welfare office to cash a $375 welfare check and receive food stamps. Okay? He's in a limousine picking up his welfare check with MTV filming him for his a biography coming out. His latest album was on the top ten of the U.S. charts. The entire incident is being filmed, and he had just gotten forty-five thousand cash advance, first first solo album, and another forty-five k from um, Mariah's uh, one song, and then earning cut from profits from the Wu Tang Clan's still debut album. He was rich as fuck, old yeah. dirty bastard. He's st- but he still listed as being el- eligible for welfare and food stamps due to the fact that he had not yet filed for taxes for the current year. Or, honestly, probably any other year. His caseworker, re- like, then... Revo- when everybody That came out, and everybody was like, holy shit, are you kidding me? You're picking up your welfare check in a fucking limo? That's badass. But this actually um, was viewed as an example in the welfare abuses that led to a significant welfare reform in 96. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Jeez. Yeah,
0: jeez. Yeah, definitely.
1: Gotta get that paper.
0: Hell yeah, hell yeah. What yeah. about, where were the other
1: five kids?
0: Yo, he don't give a fuck. He don't know. With the ugly chicks he fucked. I don't know. Yo, um, 97, he appeared on the Wu-Tang Clan's second and most successful work, Wu-Tang Forever. I think you bought me this album when I was a boy. Uh, he had fewer appearances on this album. Um, he contributed to Dog Shit, which I love. Which, oh, hey, 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 it's pretty dope. Um, he's on Reunited heaters. Um, as high as Wu-Tang get, a lot of us pop this shit. Yeah.
1: Reunited's a jam, too. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Triumph, too. Triumph was a big jam of theirs. Good album. Um, all right, so Old Dirty Bastard wasn't a villain, though. He was just a guy who never had money, who got rich, and was like, I, I don't know it- what to do with this money, except blow it on shit I love, you know, I don't know, what I've never had this before,
1: Yeah, you
0: know, he was, he, he lived like a homeless person for most of his life, and he was like, I, I'm just gonna keep doing what I do, so, he was still a good kind, he was still a good guy, in 98, Old Dirty Bastard witnessed a car accident from the window of his Brooklyn recording studio, he and his buddy ran out, organized about a dozen onlookers, who um, organized and assisting in picking up this Ford Mustang, rescuing a four-year-old girl from the record. Aww. She was taken to a hospital with first and second degree burns, and using a false name, ODB visited the girl in the hospital frequently until he was spotted by members of the media. Goddamn, fucking paparazzi popping around.
1: So, did he... But why would he go under a false name?
0: Well, I, I assume because um, he won, I don't know, there's a...
1: Would you go under a false name if you're... Would, okay. Well, I'm you're, soft. You're visiting a little girl yeah. in the hospital. You're ODB. Are you like, let me go under a false name because I got to keep my rep. I'm a crackhead. I don't want people seeing yeah, me. Yeah,
0: I think that's part of it.
1: But also, Wu-Tang is for the children. That's a direct quote. That's
0: coming up soon, too. That's also Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang up soon.
1: is for the children.
0: Wu-Tang is for the children, absolutely. Um, I think it's part of uh, your image I think yeah. it's definitely part of your image. Um, again, f- where he grew up, image was a, a, a big deal. And um, yeah. being in the media spotlight, he, he you do want to be perceived as kind of like a little bit firmer in hip-hop. Because, you know, older hip-hop artists are all like that. They say, no, nah, it's hip-hop. I don't do that. Yeah. I don't do tight-tees or flip-flops. Raw. Been a goon since the womb. Yeah. Raw. raw. Absolutely raw. That's his hot... Yeah, Wu-Tang.
1: Well, that was cute um, that he
0: did that. It was cute, but, I mean, once the media got bored of that, now it's like out, and he's like, I still want to be a villain, dog, but I'm a good villain, you know? Yeah. So after the traffic incident, um, he this is where he rushed on stage, interrupting Sean Colvin, whoever that is, she gave her acceptance speech for Song of the Year at the Grammy Awards, and he announced... So this is when he ran up on stage. He was like, "Yo, I got." I'll, he was I can, pissed.
1: Cause he thought Wu Tang was gonna win Song of the Year. I yeah. don't know what song was up.
0: I don't know. Um, he for he, they thought they were gonna win Best Rap Album, and they lost to Puff Daddy. Oh. And and it, it's P, it Puff it was Puff Daddy at the time. He's P Diddy now. Diddy, I believe he just goes by now. Yes. Um, uh, P Diddy's such a bitch, man. I don't care what anybody says. He he's very great, sure, great businessman. He got real lucky with Biggie, but uh, he's soft. He should. Grammy Awards is just a joke, anyways. So, ODB took the stage, everybody started applauding. He was like, please calm down, the music and everything. It's nice that I went and bought me an outfit today that costed a lot of money today. You know what I mean? Because I figured that Wu-Tang was going to win. I don't know how you all see it, but when it comes to the children, Wu-Tang is for the children. We teach the children. You know what I mean? Woo! Puffy is good, but Wu-Tang is the best, okay? I want you to all know that this is ODB, and I love you all. Peace. Yo. Wu-Tang is for the children. How dope is that? Is that sick, or is that, like, annoying? Is that obnoxious? Because... That happened again. Like, somebody took ODB smoke and tried to do it again. Kanye West did that. Yep. Recently. Uh, it I guess, wasn't
1: cool when Kanye did it, but I think it was cool when ODB yeah, did it. Yeah, it's not... Yeah,
0: because Kanye was like, oh, Beyonce earned it. It's like, what are you talking about, you weirdo? Yeah, Kanye not, didn't what, you even come up to, to
1: defend himself. No. ODB was like, yo, ODB I got this like, nice outfit. I'm looking quiche. I just want everybody to know that Wu-Tang's for the kids. This doesn't really make any sense. But i <laughs> But I'm up here oh and God. I'm defending my team. Yo, And yo. then he left quietly. Yeah, and then he just
0: rocked off stage. He was like, Spence. that's all so good. He looked fresh today. He looked great in his outfit. He had like a nice scarf on and shit too. He's he glass. just wanted to stunt. He, he just wanted stu- to stun in, in an interview, he said he was wasted too. He's was just like, oh, I was so drunk. I don't, I don't really know. Yeah, man. Right. Yeah, he was having here, fun, man. I don't know, man. When you, If you really sat him down tonight and you asked him, he'd probably say, man, I'm just trying to have fun. I've know. read an
1: art. I didn't actually read the article because I wasn't going to waste my time. It was probably written by some, like, hipster or, yeah. like, some five-year-old. Some chump. But it was talking about how ODB would be a fucking hit in 2018, 2019. And yeah. You, and you think about all the rappers that are up right now who are on.
0: They're fake he would, Oh, my God.
1: He would fit in. So good.
0: He'd be a feature on every on everybody's track. Little Pump would only hang out with old dirty bastard.
1: Migos is basically just the now version of
0: the um, RZA
1: ODB. Oh my
0: god! Yeah, they're just the force of the the new force of the imperial Master. Cause they're
1: like cousins and uncles yeah. or something. Yeah,
0: you're right. You're right. Oh my god, Adrian! I never thought of it like that. And it's today's
1: brilliant. rap, today's like sh- kind of shit whack rap. He'd fit right in.
0: Yo, he would. Wu-Tang Clan, I, I'm gonna say this would probably, this is gonna be a little controversial, still be relevant if Old Dirty Bastard was still alive. I think so. Everybody's doing their own thing. It's wonderful to see Method Man still putting out stuff. RZA, JZA, absolutely. I know Jizza got his uh, college degree or his master's or something or his doctorate. Good for him. Man, I'll tell you, Old Dirty Bastard would have kept everybody relevant.
1: He'd wow. be the king.
0: He'd be the king right now. That's brilliant age. Um...
1: He'd still be writing own down his own lyrics we saw in the documentary on his way to the studio, sitting yeah. in the back of the car, like head bobbing, writing things yeah. down, paper and pen the old Old story dirty way. bastard,
0: it's a sin. He was, he had a lot of own mental, I feel like he had a lot of his own mental health issues. This is a mental health episode for History of listeners. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. But we just want you to know if you're having problems, talk to somebody. Listen to old dirty bastard. Be for the children. Don't be touching on children. It's, you know. In 1998, <laughs> only days after being shot in a push robbery, this is when he was shot in his back, Adrian. He was shot in his back at his girlfriend's house in Brooklyn. Days after this, he was arrested for shoplifting a pair of $50 shoes from a sneaker stadium store in Virginia. He was carrying over $500 in cash at the time, was issued a bench warrant here to stand trial after he failed to appear in court numerous times. So he was arrested for criminal threatening after a series of confrontations in LA a few weeks later, then. All right, and then he was rearrested for similar charges not long after that during a traffic stop. The details remain clouded in multiple versions of events. He was arrested for attempted murder and criminal weapon possession in that arrest and the case was then later dismissed. You know why? Because I bet it's goddamn fucking dirty cops being racist bastards. Maybe. I bet. You never know. I don't like to malign these cops, but at the time, it's in the 90s, you never know. Might be. Not you might have, have just run
1: after the guy that shot him in the back. I mean, he that's... might have been high on crack,
0: too. You never know. You don't know. I don't. Shot
1: in the back. Do a little crack. Smack that. ATM. Yeah, you know that. Spit a little Whoa. rhyme. Spit it all the time. <laughs> I rap really shitty. It's okay. okay. You don't gotta rhyme every time. Stop. When you talk and you rap, it's okay. You can do what you want. What?
0: <laughs> Yeah, that was good rapping. That's how ODB Thank raps. Thank you. I think that's relevant to this episode.
1: <laughs> I kind of, I do kind of rap like ODB.
0: You do, especially on his second studio album, actually. I we think sound
1: you, exactly you alike. Sound,
0: you sound exactly alike. <laughs> I, when I listen to this, when I replay this tonight, I know I'm not going to be able to tell the difference between you and old dirty bastard. We
1: both go by initials. I go by ATM. He goes by ODB.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. 80, you're like the reincarnation.
1: He's like my dad.
0: He's like your dad. He probably is your dad.
1: Maybe I'm one of the 60 kids.
0: Probably. That's that's
1: a fact check. I think it's 13.
0: That's pat. p we'll do a fact <laughs> check. So so ODB puts out his second album, N word please. Does this have we...
1: ghetto Superstar? This does ghetto Superstar.
0: Um uh, uh, this ghetto does have ghetto, ghetto superstar, I'm I believe, on coming it. Well let me do a quick yeah. fact check.
1: Or um, I I don't know if "Baby I Got Your Money" is an ODB song. I think he's featured in that, or is that his own song? "Baby
0: I Got Your Money" is his own song. Yeah. Um, the, Ghetto Superstar is not one of his.
1: That's with him, Maya, and someone Maya, else. That's I
0: bet that's a Maya uh, song then. Oh, that's with prize Pras. Yep. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's from um Fugees from the fujis Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this album has, Baby, I got your money. Which has the classic line, I ain't
1: got no problem with you fucking me, but I got a little problem with you not fucking me.
0: yeah that's that's his most baby, famous song baby you know song. i'm gonna
1: take care of you because you say you got my baby and i know it ain't true <laughs> is it a good thing that's bad bitch for good or worse make you switch that's a yeah man that's
0: a killer jam honestly yeah odb does i there are a few songs where it's like okay that's a fun that's a fun song you know i You're, like a lot of his jam. So, in 1999, I don't know if you ever listened to ICP, Adrian, or the Insane Clown Posse.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, he was paid $30,000 to appear on one of their songs. Uh, the album, The Amazing Jekyll Brothers. All right? Kay. He completed this track in two days. His recording consisted of rambling about bitches for, like, three minutes. ICP re-recorded the track and re-edited Old Dirty Bastards' vocals in order to form four rhymes out of the rambling titling the song Bitches.
1: I liked in the documentary how he was trying to write a rap. He was on his way to go record. And he's got his on they said it's his on and off again girlfriend sitting next to him. <laughs> and she's just chilling there, and he's like just like thinking out loud, dirt my girt, put my hand up your skirt. Dirt my girt, put my hand up your skirt. She's
0: just, she's just, That's a real ride he was spinning too. <laughs> Yo, also, now that you mentioned that, do you remember the scene where she put her head on his shoulder and he, like, was like, he looked down at her and was like, Yeah. You remember that? It was like very oblivious. He was just like, God damn it.
1: And where was she when he was in the room? They just called up some strippers. Mm. And he was like, can I get your number?
0: Yo, at the recording studio, he sent her home, his girl home. And then they had, after he was out of jail the first time, we'll get into his jail in one second. Okay. But they brought strippers in the studios after this girl had been loyal to him all through jail. Yeah. And, uh, I mean... To, to the fact, his name is Old Dirty Bastard, you know? Le- uh, what are you expecting, realistically? Um, but yeah, then he had the strippers come in, you know? And he was all about that action. But that's O.D. Bay for you. Do you want to hear a little bit of the rambling from the song Bitches by Icy Paint? Definitely. <laughs> Weird beat. <laughs> okay, ODB, yeah. That's, uh, that was thirty thousand dollars. That right was there. thirty seconds. That was thirty seconds and thirty th- thirty thousand dollars. Old dirty bastard made. That's more than that Mayweather <laughs> fight. That's ridiculous. That's insane. He's um. He, I, genius. <laughs> honestly, yeah, genius. Thirty thousand dollars for that. He woke up and probably didn't remember and opened his bank account and there was thirty thousand dollars <laughs> in it, man. That's craziness. Okay, so ninety nine. Alright, this is before the killing of Amadou Diallo, um, which was a big case in which these officers, I believe, killed this unarmed kid in the 90s. Um, wow. Alright, two officers fired eight shots at Old Dirty Bastards. Why? Um, and accused him of firing at them after they stopped his car in Bedford. So, ODB was cleared by a grand jury and insisted that the officers had been scared by his cell phone. He said he was pulling out his cell phone, and the officers pulled out their guns and started shooting. Did he get shot? Listen to this. Okay. He didn't get shot. The officer said they were returning fire. There were no weapons or shell casings besides those of the officers that were found in the vehicle or near the scene. ODB didn't have a weapon on him. He didn't fire a gun. Whoa. There was no weapon found, there was no bullets found in the area, besides shell cases and ODB's cars and the buildings, like, from the officer's handguns. What the How hell? crazy is that? Okay. So, here's where it gets kind of sad for Old Dirty Bastard. 2000. 2001. Okay. ODB, back in jail for crack who gained possession. Um, his record label, Elektra, made the decision to release his greatest hits album at this time.
1: While he's in jail?
0: While he's in jail. Also, he only has two albums. Yeah, you know, so that w- there's like what? How many greatest hits could really be on there? Um, so uh, to end the contract with ODB, they they wanted to help him profit from the publicity generated by his legal troubles. So after the contract with this record Electra Records was terminated, D Three Records was released the album The Trials and Tribulations of Russell Jones in two thousand two. Right. ODB had no idea about this. They did not take any of his input for it and just put out an album without his permission. So, um, ODB's time in prison, I don't have this written, we got from the documentary, was horrific. Old Dirty Bastard said he went to jail um, and all he heard was, kill ODB, kill ODB. People chanting this constantly. He was in fights every single day. He was in there for two years, a little over two years, I believe.
1: He, he got his leg
0: broken or something. He got his leg broken in in one scuffle. He was in a fight every single day. He gained a little bit of weight. He was paranoid and nervous. He wasn't eating. He was, like, uh, I guess getting a little cleaner off drugs. But um, here's something that really made me upset. Uh, for those two years, not one member of Wu-Tang Clan visited Old Dirty Bastard the entire time.
1: I was shocked to hear that. I
0: couldn't believe that. That's crazy, right? The
1: only person that came to visit him was his mom.
0: Yeah, the only person... So, uh, ODB's number one lady was his mother. And the only person that visited him was his mom. And he was so upset. He was super depressed after that. He came back a different person. He was super sad. Um, And in 03, he was re-released from prison. ODB signed a contract with Rockefeller Records. Living at his mother's home under house arrest. And uh, court-ordered probation. Um... The first thing
1: he did when he got out of prison? Wanted to go eat some clams. Damn
0: right, yo. He (laughs) wanted to get some clams. He was like, I need some real food, man. Give me some clams. I need some seafood. I need something good. He did, like, some He classy, dude. He wanted to do a classy baby. He was a a man who loved... He started to get adjusted to that. Could you imagine him nowadays? He'd be a mentor to these kids. He would be amazing. But I...
1: he got D- out of jail, D- got D- some D- condoms, <laughs> did some press, went to ate clams.
0: Condoms. Yeah, funny condom story. Old Dirty Bastard loved bitches so much. This is a story from Ghostface Killer that um, Old Dirty Bastard got this really nasty STD one time. Wrapped, he wanted to fuck this chick, wrapped his dick in gauze, and then put the condom over the gauze. Old Dirty, uh, Ghostface Killer was like, dude, his dick was like, it looked like a fucking baseball bat. <laughs> he still fucked the bitch. And they had sex? They still fucked, yeah.
1: Whoa. How crazy is that,
0: right? Yeah,
1: you, you know she's not getting an STD
0: I guess ew though You had to wrap it in alright so he he signed a contract with Rockefeller so he technically wasn't with the Wu-Tang Clan anymore Old Dirty Bastard and the, his days. well
1: remember he tried to get released from his contract yeah, and him, him and RZA got in a lot of fights about it him and
0: RZA got in a weird scuffle about it and they uh I think that's what RZA knew because Old Dirty Bastard said it when they were talking He's like it's Things are different, man. I'm different. Yeah. And Rizza, I think at the time he was young, he didn't really understand. Hey, you never understand until it's too late. Um, but he was like, okay. I I get it. Everything's different now. We're all different now, man. Whatever. Let's keep making this music. Let's keep making money. Normal thing. So he uh, recorded a new album. It was... Supposed to be released through Dame Dash Music Group in 2004, but it was shelved indefinitely. Um,
1: and he had that awesome manager.
0: He had a great manager who really took care of him, yeah. And, this
1: little um, white guy. This
0: little white guy who used to pick up food for him. He was a sweet guy. Bring him turkey
1: um, and cheese sandwiches and prezine.
0: I liked him. Yeah, he was a sweet dude. Um, but uh, in 2004, uh, his last collaboration ever was with a man named John B. on the track Every Time on an album called Stronger Every Day. Um, And then he appeared uh, on an album, uh, on a song, Blah Blah Blah, by this woman, Brooke Valentine. Um, uh, His eccentric behavior and uh, legal troubles made him something of a folk hero, um, according to the New Yorker. It was difficult for observers to tell whether Old Dirty Bastard's wild, erratic behavior was the result of drug problems or genuine mental stability and we found out later in the documentary in 2003 ODB was actually diagnosed with schizophrenia when he was in prison or wow. when, he, when he'd been released from prison I believe the end of his prison stint he, yeah so he was he was mentally ill yeah he came from a really small place and he had nothing
1: rap game him. was a little schizophrenic
0: the rap yeah. game. <laughs> Yeah, his rap game was really schizophrenic.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so he collapsed 435 on November thirteenth, 2004, two days before his 36th birthday at the Rizzards Recording Studio. Um, his funeral was held at Brooklyn's Christian Cultural Center and it, drew a crowd of thousands of people.
1: It was an accidental overdose, though. It was an
0: accidental overdose of a...
1: Crack cocaine yep, and, and
0: tramadol. Tramadol. Which What was tramadol again, you it's said? A it's pain a pain medication. medication.
1: Probably from getting shot in the back that... <laughs>
0: Bastard. Yeah, that feels rat. Feels like a skunk. Fucking a skunk. Um he complained of chest pain that day that he died. So listen to this though. Here's something I found out that I didn't know that uh, it, I think it's I think it's um applicable to today, literally today. This kid 69 was um indicted and he's going to jail forever now. Uh he's a young rapper. He's an idiot. Um and he's not a good rapper, believe me. But uh In 2012, O'Birdy Bastard's FBI file was released to the public after a Freedom of Information Act request. Okay. All right, it contained details of numerous crimes, three of them alleging connections to three murders, a shootout with New York City Police Department, and a Racketeer-influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act investigation against the Wu-Tang Clan. It could be anybody. I so when six nine went to jail, I was like, "Yeah, that's what you get, stupid, for running your mouth so much." But then you think about like stuff like this, and it's just like, "Uh, -uh, this is just them going at." This is them looking for people with power, people that are getting too much motivation. This is another instance of the goddamn government Mm -hmm. trying to put down young black men. I know. In my opinion, and it's sick. This is gross. Um, It sucks. Yeah, it's very sad. So, in 2017, an interview with uh, Wu-Tang Clan member RZA confirmed that the new Wu-Tang Clan album Wu-Tang The Saga Continues will contain unreleased vocals by ODB, and to celebrate his birthday, intoxicated from the unreleased albums, A Son Unique was released as a single November 15th,
1: 2018.
0: Oh, ODB. A Son Unique. A Son Unique.
1: He just seemed like a good guy. He
0: seemed like he liked to have fun. Pretty crazy.
1: Pretty wacky.
0: I love old Dirty Bastard. He did not deserve to die.
1: He was a lot of fun. I liked when he was walking around the streets trying to oh. get ladies in his music yeah, video. Yeah, when he was
0: released from jail, he that's how he did it. He just would walk up to him and be like, excuse me, I'm filming a music video. Do you know who I am? <laughs> yeah.
1: Can I have your number? Can I have your number? And just write it down.
0: It worked all the time. He was the man. It
1: worked. This was before Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: before kids were awkward, cause all you kids are shitty awkward weirdos. I seen your shits just putting your phone up. Check my Snapchat. Yeah. Add me on Snapchat, and I'll communicate with you via Snapchat. It's Dorks. scary.
1: It's scary. Not ODB. Not old dirty
0: bastard man. He'd be ashamed.
1: Nah, he'd come right up to you if he thought you were hot and ask him to be in his music video.
0: Hell yeah, baby. Write
1: lyrics about putting his hand up your skirt.
0: Dirt McGirt, put your hand up your skirt. <laughs> His rapping was lacking. He didn't have a lot of time to re- write rhymes in jail. He didn't do that, which I was surprised. He had
1: so much time. I don't know why he didn't.
0: I think he was scared. I think that's what I, what I mean by, by he didn't have time. He was nervous, like,
1: because yeah. he was
0: getting in a lot of scraps and fights and shit. That would be a good release.
1: You
0: know, I think so. I
1: don't know. I don't
0: know. This has been. Um, I've
1: never been in jail, so I don't know what I would do if I was. A yeah, hopefully in I'll jail. never go
0: to jail. I've never been in jail myself. Realistically, I can't believe old dirty bastard. Rest in is King. This has been a fantastic Martin Luther King Jr. episode, though. I think we really, yeah. we really, we really dug deep on this one. This is a good <laughs> one. Old dirty bastard. Um, uh, for those interested, would make a fantastic bard. For your Dungeons and Dragons campaign team. Uh again, I'm putting together a fantastic campaign team. He you is. know, knights, rogues, etc., etc. Whatever you want. Old Dirty Bastard would make a great bard. Why? Because he's a great singer. He would inspire <laughs> troops.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's a great point.
0: Exactly. He would make a killer bard. I love him. Wow. Rest in Palace is King as per usual.
1: I know. Good stuff. History.
0: Miss Dwall, thank you for joining us on the 10th episode of the History Up podcast. Thank you for accepting.
1: This is the 10th episode? This is the 10th
0: episode, absolutely, woo- yeah. Woo- yeah, thank you, absolutely. We yeah. solid 10 episodes. Clint Clampson, we miss you. Uh, sorry you're not on this episode. He'll be here next week. He's on vacation right now. Awesome. Yes, absolutely. But um, well, this has been a fantastic episode. Again, thank you so much for joining us, Adrian. I, wanna- I hope you learned a lot
1: love ODB. I'm about yeah. to go listen to him right now. He's yeah. my dad. So yeah, you know. he's
0: your father. You have, you have to. You're one of Gotta the love your dad. Kids. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, well, lady, hey. Uh, good hanging, miss.
1: Great hanging. All right. Thanks for the education.
0: That's what I'm here for, miss. Mm-hmm. Until next time, we cover more uh...
1: bullshit. Beautiful Divine